This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Today on episode number 667, look, we all have 24 hours, and today I'm going to give you some tips so that you can get the most out of each and every one, because it doesn't matter what kind of microphone you have if you have no focus. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast consultant, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, welcome aboard. This is why I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you going on the right direction with podcasting. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. I think it's a great site, but then again, I build it. Don't take my word for it. Listen to Laura. Hey, Dave. It's Laura from Reviews and Randomness Podcast. I want to just send you a quick message and just let you know how much having your program tremendously helped me focus on getting the launch done. There are so many voices out there and countless tutorials on YouTube that it just became like crippling. Who do you listen to? What do you do? I'm glad that I decided to just focus and follow what you say and loved knowing that if I got stuck, I'd have help along the way. My podcast is fully launched with five completed episodes at the time of this recording, and I already have two recorded that need editing and recording two more today. I definitely take forever to still do them, but I'm really proud of myself because editing and putting together an episode that includes sound effects takes a lot more effort, and it's nice to have your tutorials there to aid me with that. Your recent podcast episodes have been off the chart great, really humanizing, and I'll tell you what, I'm a super fan of you. Thanks for all the encouragement you give to everyone. Thank you, Laura, and I appreciate the kind words. But you'll notice it takes a little time when you first start off, and it does get a little faster as you go on. But even that, if you're a one-person army, it still takes a lot of time. And so one thing that every podcaster has when they start out. And actually it it's even true today. We all have 24 hours in a day. So what I'm going to talk about today is not microphones and how to get more listeners. It's how do I get more done? And you'll see that when you get more done, it really improves your quality of life. One of my favorite quotes is from Abraham Lincoln. It says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. And the reason I'm doing this episode is for a couple of reasons, but primarily this is, it sounds weird. I've made this so I can go back and listen to this later. I personally have a struggle with focus. Growing up, I think if I were to see me today as an adult looking at me at the age of eight, I think I'd go, that kid's a little weird. I remember driving my mom nuts. I would be in the kitchen talking on the phone. And this is when the phone was the only phone you had in the house. And it had like a 30 foot cord on it that almost reached to the bathroom, but not quite. And we had a bunch of those. They were glass Coke glasses. It said Coca-Cola on them. I think he got them from McDonald's and we had a whole giant set and they were always sitting there on the, uh, the countertop. And I would be talking on the phone and I would start filling them up with water and banging them with spoons, tuning them. 
as I was talking on the phone and I would eventually end up playing these glasses again while I'm talking on the phone. Meanwhile, my mom's trying to cook dinner. She's hearing this ding, 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 ding. She's like, would you please stop that? So I've always described myself as kind of creative, but I'm sure again, if I was in elementary school today, they would pump me with so much Ritalin. It would be like, here, here's enough to put like a rhino to sleep. Just pump it in that kid over there. And as an adult, I actually did try going on some medication because now I'd be classified as ADD. And any kind of focus that I achieved was washed away by the energy that it just sucked out of me. And I'm like, look, I'd rather be awake and kind of flighty than whatever, you know, zombie eye. So with this in mind, again, I do get creative juices flowing. And when I do that, I can be hyper-focused and I can lose all sense of time. And to me, I define this as fun. When something's like, oh, we could do this. And yeah, that would do that. That's fun to me. But then I look up and I go, oh, wow, it's three in the morning. I have a big presentation tomorrow. That's that's kind of a problem. So for the most part, much like many programs, admitting that you have an issue is kind of step one. So I admit I'm not always the most focused person in the world. I tend to get many projects going. And then I end up working on seven of them. None of them get done. And then I have to step back and go, hold on a second. It gets messy. And uh, one of my uh, favorite shows is Leaning Towards Wisdom with Randy Cantrell. And he talks a lot about, uh, let's just pump the brakes. Let's just pump the brakes there. So this is really great advice because it sounds weird. You're really, really in a hurry to get this stuff done. And the first thing I want you to do is slow down. And because what you're going to do is a lot of times you think you're going to push through, right? You're going to throw on your Wonder Woman outfit. You're going to throw on your Superman outfit, whatever, what kind of cape you, you are throwing on, that's you. And you start writing checks your body can't cash. And the result is you, when you pump the brakes, you become more purposeful, more focused, and then actually more effective. And you get more stuff done. And the first step of this is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And what I mean by this is, what's the goal? Now, today we're talking about your podcast, but this is kind of true for everything. You you need to know what it is. What is the goal of your podcast? Now, I would recommend writing that down just so you can always say, oh, that's right. This is what I'm trying to do. and. As the old saying goes, if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Now, there's a great book called First Things First. I read this years ago. You can get it on Audible, of course. And it's called First Things First by Stephen Covey. He's the guy, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he talks about important versus urgent. And in the book, he says, important, these are activities that have an outcome that leads to you achieving your goals, whether they are professional or personal. Now, here's an example of that. Something like exercise and eating right. This is important. And if you don't do that, then it leads to something that is, well, urgent. What is urgent? Urgent activities demand immediate attention. So, hey, you know what? You didn't eat right and you didn't exercise. Guess what? You're going to have a heart attack and die. Now it's urgent. Urgent activities demand immediate attention and are usually associated with achieving someone else's goals 
they are often the ones we concentrate on and they demand attention because the consequences of not dealing with them are immediate. So somebody walks into my office, Jackson, I need this by next Tuesday or you're fired. Well, okay, that's urgent. Now, something that is urgent and important is a crisis. Like I said, you didn't take care of yourself. Now you need triple bypass surgery. Taking care of your body was important. You ignored it. Now is urgent. Now, some things are urgent, but not important. And these might be things like interruptions, phone calls. Well, some of them. And and of course, some email and some meetings. Those are urgent, but they're not really that important. And then some things are not important and they're not urgent. And this would be busy work or time wasters, YouTube, right? Some of them are just pleasant activities. They're not urgent. They're not important. So think about this. Is this important? Is this going to be something that leads me to achieve my goals? Now, how do you know when to delegate? My buddy Mark over at The Resourceful Designer, you might also know him from podcastbranding.co. In episode 159, he did a really great episode. And it's about how to set your priorities. And he had some great questions that you can use to make this simple. So first of all, you have to identify all the things you do in your podcast, in your life, however you're applying this. So let's just say it's your podcast. And he says, you might want to use like post-it notes or index cards, something that you can move around because you're going to make two piles, one on the left and one on the right. And then you take each answer to the following questions. All right, here's question number one. You go to that first task and you ask yourself, does this bring me joy or do I even like doing this one particular task? And if you go, yeah, kind of. And then you say, all right, am I good at this thing? And if you go, yeah. Okay, then put it in pile number one. Now, if you only answer yes to one of those questions, then put it in pile number two. So if you visualize this, the pile on the left are all yeses. Pile number two has some no's in there. And he says, all right, now take that pile and you ask yourself another question. So let's take that yes pile. And you say, if I continue doing this, whatever's on that little list there, that task, one at a time, is it going to help me grow my podcast? Let's just use that as the goal. I want to grow my podcast. Whatever your goal is, is doing this task going to help me do it? And then you're going to start two new piles. All right, so we start off with two piles. We're starting two new ones. And one will have all the items that are going to move you forward. So you got the two up top. Now we're adding a third one. And the the do you see it now? There's one on the left with two yeses, one on the right with some no's. Now we're going to put the yeses right underneath the first pile of the other yeses. And that pile is going to be yes. This moves me forward. And if it doesn't move you forward, then put it on the second no pile. So we've kind of thinned the herd here a little bit. Now, remember the first stack of no's we had? We had yes, yes, and then we had anything that was a no, we put over here. So these are the things that either you don't like doing or you're not good at. And then you can, again, ask yourself, if I continue doing this, is it going to help me, again, achieve whatever your goal is, grow your podcast? And if you say, yeah, if I do this, it will grow. Well, then that's probably something you need to delegate. Why? Because you don't like doing it or you're not any good at it. 
but it needs to be done. You just said, yeah, if I do this, it will help me achieve my goal. See how this is all about what's going to achieve my goal. And then if you say, uh, no, this isn't going to help me achieve my goal or grow my audience. Well, then there are a couple of things you can do with that. You might say, oh, well, obviously we're not going to do it. Then the thing you have to figure out is, okay, is this a like, nah, and just forget about it? Or it might be mm, not now, not now kind of thing. You might put it in that pile and that will probably clutter up the place and you'll never get back to it. But so that's a way to think about it. Is this something that I like doing and I'm good at? And then if not, okay, is this something I should delegate? Better planning leads to less editing. And for me, brilliant ideas come at the most inconvenient times. I get a ton of ideas in the shower. And you need to capture these and organize them in a way so that you can use them later. Why? Because they're brilliant ideas. And so I have my phone sitting right outside the shower. So here are some tools that I use. And the great thing about these, these all start with a free version. And the one that I use and I love dearly is Evernote. It's free. Now the paid version, if you want it, is $8 a month. And I have a folder called podcasts. And in that folder, I have all of my podcasts. And one of those folders is called SOP Ideas. I also have a folder called Marketing Crap that is filled with all those free eBooks that you get when you sign up for somebody's email list. And the thing I love about Evernote is I can use it on my phone, I can use it on my tablet, I can use it on my computer, and it all syncs together. They have a really cool tool called Web Clipper that if I'm on a page and I'm like, ooh, I want to maybe talk about this in the next episode, I can just click a button and it kind of takes a screenshot of the page, but it's not like a picture. I can actually copy and paste out of that. It's really, really cool. And they recently added a feature that makes it super easy to connect your Gmail to your Evernote. So if you have things via email, you're like, oh, I want to add this to the show notes or things like that. It's really, really cool. Now, another free version is called Microsoft OneNote. And the way, the easiest way to explain this is, well, this is Microsoft's version of Evernote. It's not bad. It's also free. And if you're paying for Microsoft Office, you have it. You know how you kind of rent software now. And if you're a big Microsoft user, so your big Outlook and Word and Excel, you might want to play with this tool. It's not bad. It's Again, it's free. And I've used it. It's just a little more, what's the difference? I think Evernote has an ever so slight edge on ways to capture information and share information and things like that. The third one, and again, all of these are free and there is a paid version, is Trello. And Trello is a much more visual version of all these things. You basically have cards and then you can kind of have subtopics. So with Evernote, it's a folder and then you have subfolders and then you have a note. With OneNote, you have, I believe, again, another folder and then subfolders and then actual notes. With Trello, you have a card and then subcards and things of this nature. And it's really pretty handy. It's uh, $12.50 a month if you want to go with the paid plan. But again, all of these you can use with really some really great features for free. Now, there are some common threads among all these. They all have the ability, again, to have topics and subtopics. They all have the ability to share information 
which is great for collaborating with co-hosts. So you can actually make a folder in any of these or a card in Trello and share it with your co-host so you can basically both contribute to that note. Whatever tool you use, it's fine. The bottom line is, though, I think you need a tool. And again, all of these will sync across your phone, your tablet, and your computer. So they go wherever you are. So I remember when I had I would, had a teaching job, and on break and on lunch, I would be typing up things in Evernote and all sorts of things like that because I wanted to be ready when it came time to record. And I actually have a course that shows you how to use these features at the School of Podcasting. Have you ever said this to yourself? I don't know where the time goes. I just know I don't have any of it. I cannot urge you enough to try this once for one day. Most of us have a smartphone. Most of it has some sort of timer on it. And I want you to do this. Set it for an hour. And then, again, you could write this down in, I don't know, Evernote or bring a little pad of paper with you. And when that alarm goes off, write down what you've been doing for the last hour. Now, obviously, don't do this during the night. I'd like you to get a nice, full, restful night of sleep. You can just kind of put down, hey, I slept from midnight to 7 in the morning or whatever you get. But during the day, do that, and you will be amazed. I know when I did this for the very first time, it was years ago, I was amazed at how much time I spent watching reruns of TV shows that I had already seen. So we're talking Seinfeld, Friends, Cheers, Frasier. I was watching a lot of stuff that I had already seen. So there was no real reason to watch it again, especially when there are other things I wanted to do. Now, there are, again, some free tools here. One that I've been using for years. It's kind of amazing. And again, this is free. It's called Rescue Time. You install this on your computer. And it basically tracks wherever you go. Now, it keeps you private, but you can see and you can go in and say, look, when I go to, you know, Adobe Audition, this is uh, productive time. When I go to YouTube, this is not productive. When I go to Instagram, it's not productive. When I go anything that's a rabbit hole, you can put that down. And at the end of a day or a month or a week, you look at this and go, wait, what? Huh? And it's like, yeah, it doesn't lie. It's a really cool tool. And the $9 a month version, if you want the premium version, it allows you to track your off time. So that's where, again, you could do that via your phone. And again, on your phone, you've got a little note app there as well. So you could do that. But you will be amazed that, you know what? I have a whole lot more time than I thought I did. But you were kind of just, and it's just 15 minutes here, 15 minutes here. Another 15 minutes there, another 15 minutes there. And you're like, oh, wow, I had a whole extra hour. And you can get a ton of stuff done in 15 minutes. Why are you getting so frustrated? Well, because it's got to get done and I've only got so much time to get done. And Been there, done that. And a study showed that let's say you're in the zone. You know what I mean? Creative juices are flowing. Your muses are speaking to you. They are singing to you. And oh my gosh, it's all flowing together. And yeah, this is just work and it's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden you get interrupted. And according to different results, different, uh, what's the word? Not results, studies. They show that your mind requires up to, in some cases, 23 minutes 
to get back in the zone, to refocus, to get back on task. And they say, if you are actually multitasking, you think you're getting more done, you're actually 40% less productive when you multitask. And so one of the things I started doing, and it's really helpful, is to have a to-do list. And there are many different tools to pick from. You can actually even use Evernote as a like a to-do list. But what I use is a tool called Todoist. So T-O-D-O-I-S-T. And much like Evernote, I have Todoist on my phone. I have it on my tablet. I have it on my computer. And they all sync together. And also like Evernote, I can take an email and turn it into a task. So if I need to email somebody back by a date and I don't want to do it now, I can put that in a task and then have Todoist remind me, hey, you need to email that back. And what's cool is when you go into Todoist, I click on that task, it opens up Gmail and takes me right to that Gmail. And that's when I went, oh, I'm in love. And you can organize your task into projects. So I remember once I was reading a book and I just assigned different chapters as tasks and I wanted to read a chapter every other day. And so by the end of it, all the tasks were done and I basically threw the project out. You can assign due dates and you can, again, be set reminders to basically pop a thing up on your phone and say, hey, what's the deal? Why isn't this done? They do have this kind of like, meh, it's a reward system and you can set how many tasks you want to accomplish a day. And then you kind of earn points if you like, I think I have mine set to do five different tasks a day. And when I do that, it's like, hey, kudos, way to go. So it makes kind of like keeping your to-do list a game because you then get a ranking and you can go in and look at a graph and see kind of how your productivity has been going in this little graph. And if you've been using tasks in Google, they will actually sync with that system as as well. It's very powerful. It's really one of the top to-do list tools out there. And anything that I've ever been using, it seems to uh, integrate with. And I realize we're just getting started with me mentioning more things that you might want to check out. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash 667. And when it comes time to actually start hammering out your to-do list, here's some things you can do that might make things easier. If you have a family, have a set time if you can to record. and. Let your family knows. For me, I remember it was Tuesdays and Thursdays is when I go into the Dave cave is what they called it. And unless somebody was bleeding or something, don't interrupt me. The other thing you can do, and this is huge, put your phone on do not disturb and then put it out of sight. I read more studies that talked about how just having your phone in front of you is a huge distraction because it reminds you that you're connected to everyone and something might be going on. And I'm going to flash back to the days when I grew up and there weren't cell phones. You know, I, I'll give an example. Uh, the only time I've ever had stitches is I was riding my bike, my chain popped off, and I took a swan dive over the handlebars and landed on my chin. And it was, I just get up and my friends are like, oh, yeah. And no cell phone to call mom. What did we do? We went to the local, the, the nearest business. And I said, hey, can we use your phone? And they're like, hey, kid, you're bleeding on the floor. And because it was so bad, this was quite amazing at the time. The uh, manager had another employee come up 
and drove me to my house because I needed stitches. So I know it's weird to put your phone on like, oh my gosh, but if there's a real emergency, you know, there are ways somebody can borrow somebody else's phone. Or again, you know, I'm just saying, think about that. Sometimes I know we, we got to like, no, I need my phone. And do you really? Because I think you'll find that when you put it on do not disturb, when you finally go back to your phone, the world has not exploded. Now, if you have something that keeps popping in your head, I need to email Eric. I need to email Eric. And you're trying to focus on this thing. It's just, I need to email Eric. If that just will not get out of your head, then write it down. Have a little distraction pad there sitting there waiting for, or again, write it in Evernote. But the bottom line is now you don't have to keep it in your head. You wrote it down. You're not going to forget it and get right back to your task. Because as I said, when you're distracting yourself, you are already kind of diminishing your effectiveness. And if it's not you that's distracting you, then simply inform the other person that, hey, I'm working on something right now. And then you either negotiate a time when you can get back to them about whatever the distracting issue is in a timely manner, or you schedule that follow-up meeting. But basically, I can't talk right now. You need to leave. And I don't know, unless it's your boss, you can typically say, no, uh, I'm sorry. Here's my scheduling link. I'm just not here for you to interrupt. Now, obviously, family, children, things like that, that's a different story. But if it's just your cousin who's like, hey, dude, what's up? No, not right now. All right. We're going to get our Italian on here. You can stay focused for 25 minutes, right? And sometimes we kind of need a boost. And this is something I'd heard about before. It's called the Pomodoro technique or Pomodoro, maybe. It's Italian for tomato because the guy that kind of invented it would time himself on a kitchen timer that looked like a tomato. But here it is in a nutshell. You ready? You pick a task that you need to accomplish. You set a timer for 25 minutes and you start working with zero distractions. When the timer rings, you take a five minute break. Then you go back, you pick another task. It could be the same one. You set a timer for 25 minutes you take a break for five minutes. You repeat that three times. And after the fourth cycle, you take a 25 minute break. The point of that is to keep your brain fresh. Cause sometimes again, we've got our Superman cape on. We got our Wonder Woman outfit on. We're just going to power through and we're just lighting the candle at both ends. So the idea here is distraction free and you will be amazed at what you can get done in 25 minutes. And I had heard of this strategy in the past. And tried it, I think, with an app. and was kind of like, meh, whatever. And then I heard it again on my buddy Monica Rivera. She has that show, You Want to Do What? And I was like, you know, Monica is a pretty sharp cookie. She's saying it's working for her. I should give this another shot. So I did. And for me, it is whatever tangent that is popping into my head. It's not that I have to put it off forever. It's, hey, whatever I want to deal with, I'm just putting it off for 25 minutes. So it's not a no, it's a not now. So I think that's the thing. In fact, there are a couple of different tools I'll talk about here in a minute. And I can actually look up and see, okay, I've got 12 minutes. All right, I can put this off for 12 minutes. Let's get back to what we're doing. And again, by taking breaks, you keep yourself fresh. You avoid burnouts. 
And studies show that people who work in distracting environments, they have more stress, they have a higher workload. Why? Because they're not accomplishing as much. They have higher frustration and it requires more effort because you're not being efficient. So when you start to go down a rabbit hole, you can basically stop yourself and go, okay, I'll do that in 12 minutes or I'll do that in 25 minutes. So that's, I think one of the things for me is the fact that it's like, okay, I'll get to that in a minute. It's not a no, it's just not now. And again, in some cases I will write it down and then get right back to where I'm going. Now, what if you're like me and you can't stay focused for 25 minutes? And I'm getting better at this. This is like anything else. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Well, I found two apps and one is called Pomo Done. You can find that at pomodunapp.com. And according to their website, it's the easiest way to track your workflow using the Pomodoro technique on top of your current task management service. And it ties into just about every kind of to-do list there is. Again, Trello, to-do list, Evernote, Asana. And you can track how much time you spend on a task. And once you realize how long something takes in the future, you can more efficiently schedule yourself because you know, okay, this takes this long, this takes this long. I'll give an example. Right now, I'm working on an article for the Podcast Business Journal. You can find that at podcastbusinessjournal.com. I'm a writer over there. And currently, it's 10 questions for Dave Jackson. I've got 58 minutes in on the article. That was my like first draft of this. And at this point, as I write, as I was writing up my show notes, I have an hour and 20 minutes into just the show notes for this show. That was before I pressed record. So by seeing how long you're spending on items, you can make much better decisions going forward. So let's say, let's just use the podcast business journal. Let's say I spent five hours a week, which I don't. Let's just say I was five hours a week writing articles for that magazine. I have a tracking code. I can see how much traffic that is driving me by writing an article. And I can say, wow, I'm spending this much time and I'm getting a ton of traffic or I'm not getting any traffic. And I can then make better decisions. Because again, you can go back to that first question. Do I like writing for the podcast business journal? Yes. Does it help me grow my podcast? What helps position me as an expert? And that's one of my goals. So yes, I like doing it and it furthers my goal. So I do that. But once I see how much time it takes, I can then look and see how much traffic it brings and go from there. We're talking about making educated decisions towards moving your podcast forward. Now, one of the things I like about this Pomo Done app is they have a Chrome extension and you can blacklist certain websites during the timer period. So I went in and said, all right, block Facebook, block Twitter. Block, if I say block Gmail, that would kill me. But if I really want to be you know, focused, I could do that. Anything you want blocked from, you can do this. And it's what's interesting is I remember the one day I was working on something And I think I clicked on Evernote and it needed to sync and start up the app. And it was going to take all of like, I don't know, 10 seconds. And I clicked on Facebook just to see what was going on. And because I was in one of my, you know, whatever you want to call it, Pomodoro periods, uh, it was like, I don't think so, buddy. Then it just, I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm supposed to be working on this other thing. So you will not be able to access block websites. Now, you can always turn this function on and off in the extensions options, 
as well as configure the blacklist again for whatever websites you're trying to block. And if you want to set up times that differ from 25 minutes, you can. Like right now I have a time set up as five. So if I just wanted like, hey, I'm going to just check my email for five minutes or 25 minutes or I'm going to do this. I actually have one 40 minutes. So if I'm like, no, I'm just going to power through. I'm going to do this and then maybe take a, a longer break, things like that. So you can easily set that up. And also, if you're not using any other to-do list, you can actually use the Pomo Done app as your to-do list. And it also, they have an iOS version and an Android version. So you can keep track of your time and stuff. If you're out and about, you could use it on your phone. And for me, as I almost exclusively use Chrome, I use this app. I actually paid for their premium version of this app. But keep in mind, I guess, if I wanted to play hooky, I could easily jump on Firefox and go to any site I want. And so it's it's one of those things for me. I liked it because it tracks my time. And it also does the the Pomodoro technique. So it'll remind me, hey, your your uh your 25 minutes is up. And then it actually starts a timer for five minutes and it'll go, all right, your break's done. And then if you don't start right back up, and again, this is all adjustable in the, the software, you can say, hey, why aren't why isn't the timer running again? So it again kind of keeps moving you forward. Now, if you go, well, I don't really like Chrome and things of that nature, this is like hardcore. If you're like, look, I can't focus, then you got to check out Freedom. Freedom is an app. It's also a website blocker for Mac, Windows, Android, and iOS. And you basically, you can start sessions on the fly or because sometimes you might run into a problem like, oh, I forgot to start the timer. You can start Freedom to start it. Like, look, if, if work starts at 830 and you're working from home, just start, you know, blocking stuff at 830. And you can basically plan out sessions that recur daily or weekly with freedom. So you don't have to worry about it. It just automatically starts making you focus. And again, it's a little more hardcore than the uh, Pomo done. It blocks websites on both Chrome and Firefox as well as on your phone. So now you're like, wait, I need to, and you like to go to do something on your phone. It's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And if you want to go like super hardcore, there's an option to lock the session, meaning you can't cheat. It's like when this is going, nope, you're not doing anything until this session is over. And with the uh, with both these, you have a trial. And so with the Freedom app, you have five sessions. So you can basically block yourself for five sessions to test, to test it out. And then prices start at $6.99 a month. The Pomo Done app is around $4 a month. And all of, almost all of these things have yearly plans and things like that. So it gets cheaper if you buy more. But those are two things that if you're like, look, I'm having a hard time staying focused, uh, they'll just like, nope, sorry, not going there. And that will definitely, and I've been doing that. And this is where I was like, man, I am amazed at how many times I just, out of force of habit, just go to Facebook just go to Gmail, just go to YouTube, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh no, that's right. I'm supposed to be working on this. One last thing you might want to check. If you just want to like give this a shot, uh, of course you could just set your timer on your phone for 25 minutes. That's pretty easy. Or you can go to tomatotimer.com. Actually, it's tomato-timer.com and set that there. It's basically set up for that. And I think you have to look at ads while the timer's running or whatever, but that's a, a free version. 
Now to get your brain in tune. I'd heard about brain.fm on a few different podcasts, and it's music that's designed to help you focus. And for me, being a musician, I liked it because if it's too, it sounds weird, if it's too good, my brain starts going, hey, is that a minor seventh there? Or did they, hmm. So it's, it was more or less musical noise that was just above really boring. In fact, I actually sampled some. Here we go. And like I said, uh, boring music, that's, yeah. And so I, I looked into this, and it's six ninety five a month, and I kind of went, you know, don't really need another subscription. It did kind of do, for me, it, it did especially what it needs to do. I have tinnitus. And that is basically my ears ring all the time. So if you were to crack open my head, uh, you would hear this. And as you might imagine, that gets a little annoying after a while. So that whole, hey, man, if it's too loud, you're too old. Yeah. Uh, so I need something in the background because when it's really quiet, then that stuff kind of just takes over. So I went over to Spotify because I have already a subscription to Spotify and if you go to their browse section and go to genres and mood, there's one called Focus, and they have a whole bunch of stuff there. And the one I believe I found it because some of them are binaural beats and brain food and all sorts of different things. Like one's actually just called White Noise. The one I was listening to was called Deep Focus. So if you're already a Spotify user, you can save yourself $7 a month and avoid having to listen to this all the time. As we start to wrap up here, some other ways you can make things easier on yourself, and I mentioned this back in episode 327, back in the day, and that is, I think you can make a template in Adobe Audition. I've never done that. I do what's called the poor man's template, and that is I bring in my intro music, my outro music, and anything else that's going to be in pretty much every episode, and I bring that in, and then I just go up and call it whatever the name of your show. So it might be school of podcasting underscore blank. And this could be in audition in audacity in Hindenburg in whatever you're using. And then I open it up. And the first thing I do before I press record, I go up and I go file save as and give it a new show and name it something like school of podcasting underscore six, nine, seven. And this has all my files in it. All I have to do then is Drag the intro over, hit record, do my thing, drag the outro over, we're good to go. And the other thing is you can listen faster in Audacity. You can listen faster in Hindenburg Journalist. There are a couple other programs that allow you to speed things up. And I realize in some of them, like Sony SoundForge, you sound like chipmunks, but I'm just listening for ums and you know. So that's another way you can kind of speed things up. And again, the last thing to remember. More planning means less editing. So if your editing is taking forever, uh, number one, you can go back to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 665. I did a whole episode on editing. And you, you just may be that you just need a little planning up front to get rid of all those ums and your nose and things of that nature. Now I realize that's a whole lot of information. So the first thing you have to figure out is what do you want to be when you grow up? Right? What are you trying to achieve? Figure out where your time is going and then maybe slow down a second and really figure out your priorities. What's important? 
what's urgent, and then figure out those things you like to do that you're good at and do those. Maybe delegate the things you don't like doing and always ask yourself, is this task helping me get to where I want to go? Better planning equals less editing. So capture those thoughts, capture those notes, whether it's an Evernote or OneNote or Trello or whatever you're using, but capture those things. And when you know where your time is going, you can figure out, okay, here are some things that are not taking me where I want to go. And then get focused, use a to-do list, whatever you want to use. There are tons of them out there. I use Todoist. Otherwise, you end up frustrated and you're not getting anything done. You might want to check out the Pomodoro technique. I've been using it and I love it. And if you need extra help staying focused, check out those blocking apps that really make it impossible to go down the rabbit hole. The question of the month is, are you paying for any part of your podcast production? And I realize many of us are not. Now we're paying for things like media hosts and things like that. But in terms of editing or promotion or things like that, and I'll just leave it open like that. If you want to say, yes, I'm paying for media hosting, then do that. I need your answers by April 27th, 2019, because the episode will be coming out on the 29th. And if you're not paying for anything, well, then go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and let me know that as well. So if you're paying for any part of your podcast production, I'd like to know that. If you want to say how much and who with or whatever, that's that's fine. You don't, I'm not really trying to out anybody's like, let's say you're using an editor. I don't really need to know their prices, uh, but just if you are, and then if you're not, if you're like, nope, I'm all DIY, I'd like to know that as well. I And the reason I'm asking this is I think some people think you have to hire an editor and then some people think that, no, it has to be all DIY. So I just wanted to find out what you're doing. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. You can actually record something now and just click on a little folder there. It'll upload it there or you could use my speak pipe. If you want to email me, it's dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Just be sure to put April question of the month in the subject line. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. I was on episode number 135 of the podcast reporter actually being interviewed from the floor of NAB. Like I had somebody yesterday, they walked up and said, I have seven radio stations. I need to get into podcasting. So that's really interesting. So we're getting big networks now that are like, okay, it's time to jump on board. Before, maybe a couple years ago, is what's podcasting? Now they figured it out. We definitely have their attention and they're coming in and saying, okay, how do I actually get involved with this now? I was also on the Launch Speed podcast. This is kind of a current event technology show. Yeah, that that's one of the crazy things about podcasting that I, I'd never heard of something as, what was the word you used? Nichiest? Niche. Well, uh, they, they always say, you know, there's <laughs> there's broadcasting and then there's like, you have a niche. So as opposed to being, I don't know, men's health, you go, I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go, you know, triathletes. Or instead of the instead of football, which could be college or NFL, I'm going to go NFL. And instead of just NFL, I'm going to go whatever Northeast Division. I'm not much of a football person. Instead of not Northeast, I'm going to go you know Cleveland Browns. So it's the deeper you get, the smaller the audience, but the deeper the relationship you have with people. And before I give you some homework, don't forget you can save when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. 
at schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. I saw a presentation on Netflix and it's from a woman named, I guess it's Brene Brown. The show is called The Call to Courage. And there are a couple of things I just wanted to share about this real quick as we get ready to head out the door. Why did I click on this? The title, The Call to Courage. This is why your titles, they mean something. If you think about it, if you turn on a radio or a TV, something happens. When you turn on a podcast app, nothing happens. That's why your titles are so important. And the content was really interesting. She talks about being vulnerable and vulnerable is, she says, starting something when you don't know the outcome of this. And that's where you need courage. It takes courage to be vulnerable. And so to start a podcast, you're going to be seen and not everyone's going to like you. And that does take courage to be vulnerable. And so that's the first thing. The content was great. Notice how she is taking a boring, just tons of data, and she makes it entertaining by doing uh, or by sharing uh, stories, lots of stories about her family and her travels and things like that. So anytime you could mix in a story, that's a good thing. And she also mixes in a lot of humor. And what this did, because I literally just turned it on. I'm like, I I watched the whole thing. And what does that do? By the time it was done, I'm Googling who the heck is Brene Brown. It turns out she's like a New York Times bestselling author. She's been on Oprah, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm starting to find her books, seeing what I can get at the library, seeing what I can download and seeing what's available on Amazon, proving again that when you find somebody you like, they will download your back catalog. So if you get a chance, if you have Netflix, and especially if you're thinking about, "Mm, should I start a podcast? It's a really cool presentation called The Call to Courage. And there's so many things we can learn there about being entertaining, about how to interject stories, and most importantly, about how to get the courage to start your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I am working on an episode all about interviews. I've also got an interview lined up that'll be coming down the pike about how to do a pre-interview that will be coming up soon. And as always, Don't forget, by April 27th, I need your input on are you paying for any part of your podcast? Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. So urgent is a great tune by Foreigner. I believe that was on Foreigner 4. And in addition to that, I'm dating myself. Ur- I told you I was ADD. You need triple bipart drive. Yeah, easy for me to see. Say, say ah, gee, my mouth is not going to show up today, I see. Write it down on a post-it note or a piece of pad or whatever you have. A pizza pad? It's a pizza pad. A pizza, oh, forget it. You like what you-